Blog Talk Radio. Anyway, this is Scott Burks. Um, good evening. Um, sorry about that. Something was wrong with the music. Uh, I got to fix that. Um, have a little a bit of technical difficulties, so hopefully that one won't ruin our event. But I'm your host with the most. I'm Scott Burks, um, author of the Clown Time Sports Blog. This is the Clown Hour. And uh, you can find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And that's Clown Square with a K, by the way. You can also find me at the full on Facebook. Just do a search for the Clown Towns on Facebook. You can find me there. Uh, we'll continue with the NFL Superfan Series. Um, last night we had the Mouth of the South and the South Cedric Call. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking Saints, uh, New Orleans Saints, for the 2014 season. And he brought it last year. And my guest is going to bring it again tonight. He is my man. Um, the, uh, the 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 my 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 uh, inspiration to uh, the players club back in college. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's long retired, by the way. He's long retired, and this is Tyrone Miller, my man. Welcome to the Clown Hour. How are you? I'm doing good, my man. You know, you're the Mac of all time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I love from watching you all. I love from watching you all. You, like you know that uh, the old old school like after school commercial with the boy like started using marijuana because his daddy used it. <laughs> He's like, I love well, you know, watching you. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, you were ahead. Of, you were one year ahead of me, so you know you had already set the groundwork. And uh, <laughs> you know, when I came in. You know, I just sat back and observed, and I, you know, and I, I saw how y'all operated, and uh, you know, I didn't realize, you know, the Max had it on lockdown, yes. So, you know, I just came in and try to, try to learn from the best, you know. Oh man, we could, we we could talk about those old times all night long with a whole bunch of other cats, and we oh, know yeah. who the usual suspects are. So, but uh, well, anyway. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. yeah, so how's life right quick in Tennessee treating you? Well, it's going pretty good, you know. Just kind of excited about, uh, you know, this football season. Uh, right. You know, down here it was Titan Mania. Uh, right. But, uh, you know, I don't really concern myself with that. Uh, <laughs> it's all <laughs> Saints and nothing else. So, you know, I, you know, I, you know, uh, I know we played the Titans of uh, couple of weeks ago and, uh, you know, beat them down. So, you know, I'm, that made me happy. Uh, so I don't have to of hear course. any kind of smack talk over here. So, <laughs> well, so you yeah, know, but you know, uh, Tennessee is great. You know what? I, I, I think that the most knowledgeable Tennessee Titans fan would not dare say anything to a Saints fan, especially these days. So I don't think I have to worry about that too much. Yeah, you know, and if they do have anything to say, I'll just say, uh, Ben's young. So, you know, let that sink in. Enough <laughs> said. Enough said. Enough said. We won't talk about those fools anymore. Um, one more thing before we get into it. I, I know you have two boys. Um, yeah. And I know that you, your love for football is going to be bestowed upon your two little boys. So, 
I'm gonna ask you this question. Please don't don't do not get offended at at at, at, at any perceived of intelligence football intelligence on your end. But are they Saints fans? Uh, you know my boys don't really care too much about football right now. Uh, but you know I'm <laughs> I'm leading them down the path um, to become Saints fans because that's all we watch. And that's all we, uh, you know, listen to on the radio. You know, I, I listen to all of the, the Saints uh, radio shows. Um, okay. And so they don't really get indoctrinated by anything else. Um, if they do, as long as they don't bring anything, you know, like the Cowboys or, you know, any of the in- other NFC South teams, um, you know, back <laughs> into the house, um, that's fine. You know, and I know you as an alpha man, you would understand, yes, that, you know, with your son. So you wouldn't have them bringing in the Q stuff back in the house. You know, that's just oh, disrespectful. No. So, oh, so no. you know, oh, it, no. so it's pretty much the same thing, you know. And I got indoctrinated mm-hmm. early by my dad. You know, I don't know if right. I ever told you the story that I, well, I was, go ahead, tell you know. But, yeah, early on, um, you know, I was maybe a young tyke. I was probably about four years old, and uh, the family was watching football, and, um uh, and I saw these, you know, these blue and um, silver, uh, blue and gray helmets, and I saw that star on the side. I was like, man. So I was like, yay, cowboys. And my Uh-oh. dad, like, stopped and turned around and looked at me and said, son, we don't cheer for the cowboys in this household. So God from bless. that day on, you know, you scared the bejeebies out of me. You know him being a big man, and I was only four, so I I, right. I thought he would really, you know, he would warm my behind up if I said anything else. So ever since then, you know, I learned my lesson, and uh, right. ever since I've been a loyal Saints fan. Ever since, your dad is a good man. I think I told you that before. I'm gonna tell you again. Your dad is a very good man <laughs> for leading you down that path away from the dark side. So God yeah, bless you him know, for that. Well, you know, it's, now the hatred runs deep. Uh, on the cowgirls, so you know I I'll never cheer for them again. I respect them, but I'll never cheer right. for them. They have some of the most annoying fans in the world. Um, well, very dis- disillusional, um, delusional. You know they they live in a, another kind of world of reality. Um, yeah. So right. But you know that's that you know they. I guess we all have our thing, and uh, I feel for them this year. So, well, we can all pray for them, not for them to yeah. win, of course. Just, just, just pray for their well-being. So, uh. yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it's it'll be okay. You know, it'll right. be okay. And uh, yeah. but denial yeah, it's the first step. Deny, acceptance is the second step. Denial is the first step. Second step is always acceptance. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, we'll get off that dark topic. Um, so. We all know we all know how your how your Saints finished last year. You made the playoffs, had a had a very successful season, but of course, you know, with Drew Brees and uh your boy Sean Payton and company, nothing anything short of a championship is, is a failure these days in New Orleans. It was a far cry from the eighties, from the early eighties and seventies anyway. So, um, give me your assessment, your honest assessment of how your faith did last year and coming up short to the Panthers and the NFC South? Well, you know, we had a pretty, you know, a pretty good year. Um, right. 
course, you know, we were disappointed to lose in the playoffs, especially to uh, the, the Seahawks. Um, you know, that, that was our second second time losing to them last year. Um, so in that sense, the, we really were kind of aiming for that game. Um, you know, we knew we had to go through them to, to get to uh, to to the NFC Championship and ultimately to the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, right. But, you know, we didn't have the kind of team that really gives Seattle problems. Um, you know, defensively, we were kind of let down a couple of times. Uh, and offensively, you know, they did just enough to to keep us um, from advancing. Um, they really kind of pumped us, really. I mean, especially the first mm-hmm. game. The second game, thought we came out ready to play, and we were, you know, we had a pretty good game plan, but then when – Ingram fumbled the ball, and they went in and scored. Um, you know, that played right into their hands. But overall, you know, we had a pretty good season. Uh, you know, we started out pretty good. Uh, Panthers, of course, you know, they they did their thing and, you know, kind of got in front of us, and we couldn't make up that ground. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was a tough, tough division last year, uh, you know, I thought we we laid we we bounced back pretty good after the uh, Bounty Gate year and uh, so yes, you know we we were really it really kind of shows you the impact that Sean Payton really does have on the team um, and how much you know Roger Goodell really kind of screwed us uh, right. by messing up our team and our continuity for that one year especially right. um, since uh, we really. I mean, by NFL standards, really hadn't done anything wrong, um, especially since all of our players were cleared by uh, Tagliabue, uh, at least yeah. enough to come back to the team. So, but by that time, the damage was done. So, but we bounced yeah. back, and we had a we had a good year. Um, it left us pretty hope, hopeful for this year. So, uh, right, but yeah, it was a good year. I, I said, I'll say this um, first. I had to get this out since you mentioned an unspeakable commissioner's name, but I'll say it anyway. Just get out the way. Screw Roger Goodell. I have no oh, yeah. stuff for you to clean up. <laughs> I don't want to say the other F word, Roger Goodell, but I'm going to say screw Roger Goodell tonight. Um, uh, but I, I, it, it goes back to when I think I may have told you this, but when I when we were in New Orleans for New Year's two years ago, um, mm-hmm. we – we're in, obviously we're on Bourbon Street, right? And we're just walking on, you know, hanging out, you know, doing whatever. Um, we saw two things. First, well, well of New Year's Eve, we, we saw um, a big old sign in one of the restaurants. I think Jonathan Billman used to own the restaurant, or still owns the restaurant, that said, do, that read, rather, do, do, do not serve this man. Roger Cadell's picture was in the window. I have a picture on, on Instagram. That's how hilarious I thought it was. And, and the day of the, the last game of the season, you know, when they played the Panthers, we didn't go in. Of course, we were hanging outside where, where they had the band and everything um, yeah. inside the Superdome. And <laughs> I couldn't believe it. But I've I never seen this before in my life. I've, I've heard of hanging a man in effigy. But I never mm-hmm. heard. I never seen a full size, and when I say full size, I mean a giant ass voodoo doll hanging over the walls of one of the, of the outskirts of the Superdome. <laughs> <with> Roger Goodell's <laughs> face, 
posted on it, right? <laughs> and his eyes blotted out, and some some fans just grinning from ear to ear, just taking just 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 posing for photos. And I took a photo of that too, but but my wife made me delete it. But at any rate, but um, I, I figured that he was hate, he's a hated man. He might be still a hated man in New Orleans. But I was like, damn. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, because he did screw y'all. He did screw y'all. Yeah, and um, you know, he 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 won't get any love from us. Um, we mm-hmm. still kind of smarting from the loss of that second round pick, uh, which right. was a little, you know, that was rubbing salt on the wound. We'd already lost enough picks through him and our coach, but you know, mm-hmm. for him not to give us that second round. The following year was just kind of insult to injury. Uh, so, you know, it, yeah, we don't we don't like him. I mean, that's just right. an understatement. Uh, <laughs> we never ever really the best revenge would be getting the Super Bowl trophy from him again, and right. then you know maybe I don't know. I, I'll leave it up to the players and the, the the team to be creative in their way of maybe showing him their disdain for him. So Drew Brees mm-hmm. still doesn't like him. Uh, I think they're really kind of <laughs> still bitter about that. and then, uh, Right. right. They want to stick it to him, I think. Yeah. I think you may get that chance if, if everything breaks off for you all this year. And uh, because I was just taking a little again here, I'm, I know I'm jumping around here for a minute, but uh, I noticed that your schedule – is shaping out to the point where it's it's not hard at all. Well, I'll say this: the hardest part about the schedule is you guys play AFC North. Uh, you guys, you know, you guys, you guys get Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and I have to say this name, Cleveland. But um, <laughs> looking at the schedule from for like from the beginning, um, it's tricky because you mm-hmm. play, you guys play, and I know you don't want to speak its name, but I'll say it for you: Atlanta. On the road, which <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, is tricky because of the rivalry game. As you know, it's a huge rivalry. It's a huge rivalry between. And speaking of which, let me just let me just ask you this for a minute. I know there are a lot of rivalries that are talked about. Get a lot of love. Get a lot of press. Of course, it's your old Cowboys, Redskins, Bears, Jets, Patriots, Steelers, Ravens. Used to be Steelers, Browns. And uh, lately it's been San Fran and Seattle's the flavor of the month. But not a lot of people understand nor appreciate the New Orleans-Atlanta rivalry because it goes way back to the point where both franchises were founded. So I want you to, to share your knowledge as knowledge you have as a Saints fan about how deep this rivalry is, especially in the deep south. Well, you know, I, I think – Part of the reason why that rivalry doesn't really get a whole lot of attention is because for the longest time, both of us, both teams sucked. Uh, You know, it was just one slightly, slightly better than the other one. But I think if you look at the the lifetime record, it's almost a dead heat. I think Mm. within the last few years, the Saints have kind of gotten the better of them. Um, but, I mean, both teams, they 
You know, they sort of are the same types of team for the most part. Um, it seems as though one year, you know, even if the if if uh, let's say if the if Atlanta is is really really good, we still manage to get one win off of them, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the exception of maybe last year, where I think we we swept them, but uh, right. But I think, you know, we we just I don't know. I the Atlanta fans are annoying. Um, and hmm. I think that's part of it. Um, you know, they wouldn't really even sell out any games if our fans didn't show up. That's um, why, especially you know. So, you know, we usually have a really strong contingent up there in Atlanta, uh, and um, you know, I don't think they really have the same contingent down in New Orleans um, because you know we really are real fans instead of you know, like the Atlanta fans, which are fair weather. You know, if the team is winning, <laughs> they show up. Right. And, and you know, they, they're they trying to be hip. They're trying to be all that, you know, but really they're, they're imposters. Uh, they're really <laughs> fake. And, um, <laughs> you know, and it's hard to really have any respect for that because, you know, last year when the team was down, I bet you probably could go up in there. I bet you probably could even went down next to the field and coach the team. I mean, it was it was just so bad that their, team, their, their fans just dropped off from the team like flies, like off of a dead dog. And uh, so <laughs> to me, they're not really real Dang. fans. So, oh, man. You know, and it's the truth. I mean, you know, <laughs> no matter what you say about the Saints, you know, yeah. love them or hate them, you know, we're going right. to be who that. You know, right. the Falcons tried to do that lame cheer, what is it, rise up or something like that. They had a dirty know, bird in the 90s. Yeah, you know, that was weak, man. That was, you know, <laughs> it was just weak. So, you know, oh, they, they nothing sticks. Dirty Bird, it came and went, you know, rise up. I mean, rise up to what? I mean, I, I'm still at a loss. <laughs> That's such a what? So, you know. Oh, my God. So, so, yeah, I mean, we don't have any love for them. Uh, you know, they are annoying, too. Especially, they're almost like cowboy fans, except, you know, you just don't you don't know who they are. At least with cowboy uh-huh. fans, they're going to they're gonna have their, that star somewhere around. They're going to harking back to the glory days. What is what has Atlanta done? I mean, really. <laughs> Outside of going to the Super Bowl one year and that was the year when the guy got in trouble for going out I don't know, to the strip club or picking up a prostitute or something. Yeah, Eugene Robinson. You know, I remember that just like, like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, so you know, what have they done? But you know, I, I you know, I just shake my head anytime somebody talks about being an Atlanta fan. You know, I'm like, man, where are you? Where were you last mm. year? You know, we were still St. Sam when we were three and thirteen. Probably when yeah. we were always sixteen. So, yeah, you know, that, you know that's what? that's true fans. So, I was, I, I, you know, I was, I was, I was definitely co-signed that I know a whole lot of Saints fans from whether it's from college. Um, whether it's from work, you know, like, you know, I traveled a bit for work, you know, when I was with the government. And 
y'all, y'all real. I mean, they, they. I remember even doing the eights days of the eighties when we were kids, right? I mean, that place still. People still came out, man. People, they love this. I mean, I would say that. I mean, I've been to New Orleans twice. Once for the Essence Music Festival, like eleven years ago, and mm-hmm. two years ago for New Year's. Y'all real. Y'all, y'all, y'all love your state. I would give you that. So I would never, ever question y'all's allegiance and y'all's love and devotion because you guys have it. I remember when, when, um, when, when Katrina came and you, you guys were displaced before games, I think it was in San Antonio, and yeah. uh, and you guys came to came back to Louisiana, albeit to Tiger Stadium in, in Baton Rouge, you know, Death Valley. Um, even though Clemson's the real Death Valley, but we won't go there. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, I, I saw, the, I remember seeing the people's reactions on television when they, when, 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 when the owner had y'all in New Orleans for like, I think the first four games or something like that. And, um, how not only distraught the safe fans were, but they were vocal. They, they were out on television. I think was it Fox sports or whoever it was. They were showing just yeah. just getting the reactions of, of the fans, and, and it's real. It's yeah. real. I mean, you take away the Saints, it's over. It's a wrap. Yeah, you know, we win, lose, or draw. We've always uh, been loyal fans. Um, we're probably outside of you know the the main teams like you know the Cowboys, Green Bay, the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, really. We're probably about as loyal a fan base as there is out there. Um, and, you know, it's, I'm really happy for the area and now that we're experiencing some success, even though we don't win the Super Bowl and sometimes we don't even win uh, or go that too far in the playoffs. But just the fact that we are going on a regular basis and we have a better product to put on the, on the, on the field, I think, you know, I think the, it's really – caused uh, a sense of pride in the whole area, you know, not only just mm-hmm. in Louisiana, but also, you know, in the, the whole Gulf Coast area, right. um, Mississippi and uh, Florida and <laughs> some parts of Alabama. So, you know, we, I think, you know, a lot of people are really proud to be Saints fans now, but I think even if you took away the wins, I think that there, right. was, there was such a culture of following the team, um, and even calling in, I mean, some of the some of the uh, sports shows uh, that focus on the Saints were classic in some of our worst seasons. I mean, you you get fans in there, and they were just, you know, they were about as honest as anybody could possibly be about the team and how much you know we really sucked, but they were still mm-hmm. fans. So you know that that's the legacy that we had, and we still have, and. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of other teams, they're probably a little bit jealous of that, especially Atlanta, um, because, you know, they've they've never had that. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, so, but I think, you know, that that, that regional pride is just something that's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll say this, too. One of my best friends I used to work with at Shaw University uh, in North Carolina, she 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 she's from, I want to say, well I think she was born in New Orleans, but she grew up near Montgomery, Alabama, and to hear her tell it, 
Alabama, by and large, is safe territory. Um, I'm, I'm talking about away from the coast, away away from the Gulf route. It's yeah. by and large, it's by and large Saints country from, from what she tells me. She's a huge, as you imagine, she's a huge Saints fan. So I think you guys have Alabama, especially Mississippi, on yeah. lock. And um, so I, 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 so I'm, I'm happy that the Saints are doing well, because, mainly because. You guys have the chance year after year to stick with the Roger, Roger Goodell in the playoffs, you know, with the Super Bowl, with, with those playoff runs. But hopefully one day for you guys, you guys get to hoist the trophy and watch this stupid, silly mug just <laughs> have, to, have, to, have, to, have to just take it in. You know, I, I, just, I, I mean, if, if, if I rule the football gods, I will, I will let that happen. Even if it's against my Steelers, I would allow that to happen just to see the look on that silly mug's face. I can't stand his ass. But anyway, um, so I know that the Panthers have has, have had some personnel issues. Namely, they got rid of their weapons <laughs> on offense. Uh, namely, Steve Smith for some god awful reason. I, I still do not know this day, and which I mean I. I don't mean to ask for instance, you this question because every divisional game is big, except, especially if it's a big uh, revenge game, like any game with the Panthers. We'll, we'll have you, you, uh, with you guys this year. But did this take any luster off the upcoming matchups you all have with the Panthers this year, or we just look at them and say, you guys took the division from us. Well, thanks to one play, we're going to take it back to you. We don't care how bad you are. You know, I don't think the Panthers are going to be a bad team. Uh, no? Actually, they're going to they're going to give us problems. Uh, mm. I'm definitely not. Uh, I'm not sad to see Steve Smith go. You know, as many times right. as um, he's caught balls and double and triple coverage, uh, <laughs> as our defensive backs run into each other like the Keystone Cops. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. upset to see him go. Because uh, he was a Saints killer, uh, mm-hmm. so you know, I'm, that, yeah. I'm glad he's gone. Um, but the Panthers always play the Saints tough, uh, no matter who they have out there. Um, their defense is still going to be outstanding. Um, their corners may be a little bit suspect this year. Uh, I was really happy to see y'all pick up Roman Harper. Um, mm. I'm really ecstatic about that because he can't cover a tight end to save his life. Uh, <laughs> so good luck with that. Uh, oh man! But uh, but uh, overall, though, I mean, the attitude that they bring on the defense that's, is just you know they're a hard team to beat. Plus, with Cam Newton and his ability to improvise and run and and all of that, it's going to be kind of hard for us to to really corral him for a whole game. And so, like, even last year when we thought we had the game and he came back from the game-winning drive, I mean, that's the kind of quarterback, you know, that tends to give the Saints problems. And, uh, of course, he gives anybody problems. So as long as you have a shot, keep the game close, you know, you you get some wins out of that. So they were a little bit lucky last year uh, in a few spots. Uh, so I think they're going to definitely, you know, 
even if they had every everybody coming back, uh, I still think they would have come back to the pack a little bit. Uh, sure. But, but you know, as long as you have a good defense and you don't turn the ball over, you got a shot. Um, That's true. But I think, but I think that uh, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be any type of revenge game. You just have to win the, you just have to win division games, and right. it's just tough no matter who you're playing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the Bucks are going to be better this year than they were. Yes, they Atlanta's will. Atlanta's probably going to luck up and win a couple of games. Uh, you know, they still have Roddy White and Julio Jones. Uh, they still have a, a potent enough offense to at least stay with you for for a while. Yeah, but that's soft. You know, I think that's soft, dude. They're, that's soft. So, I mean, their defense can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah, I mean that's that's really their main problem is their defense. Uh, and plus they've had some injuries and some offensive line issues and stuff. So they were a couple of years ago when they got lucky and, and won four, 13, 14 games. Uh, yeah. You know, they really get exposed in the playoffs each year. But, you know, that's anytime you have a primarily offensive team, you run the risk of going into the playoffs and turning the ball over. So. Okay. Which is yeah. which is the reason why the Saints have have tended to struggle at times uh, in the playoffs is because you're giving the other team extra possessions, and by the time you figure out that defense, you know they've won the game. You know, so yeah. that's what Seattle did to us. That's what San Francisco did to us a few years ago. Um, even before that, when Seattle lucked up and beat us uh, with a what? Eight and eight or seven and nine record. Seven and nine. <laughs> infamous, the infamous Marshawn Lynch uh, yeah. run. It was the same thing. You know, it's you turn the ball over and you know you give the other team a shot, and then they just you know all they have to do is make two or three decent uh, lucky plays, and um, you know they they're right there to win the game. So. So I think the Panthers are going to be probably – I mean, they're going to be a thorn in, our, thorn in our side. I don't think people are really expecting them to do much this year. But, you know, I don't count them out. I don't count out any division opponent. Um, sure. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, we all know each other. We know the, the plays. We know the personnel. With the exception of the coaches, you know, with Lovey Smith, um, and even we know him a little bit too, um, mm-hmm. from when he was with the Bears. Um, you know, it's everybody knows each other, so we hate each other. We, but we have to win those games because it's really going to take probably a thirteen or fourteen win season uh, or better to get home field advantage in the NFC. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a it's going to be tough, and that that's. That's asking a lot for any team to run that kind of gauntlet and right. come out of there with, you know, more than 10 or 11 wins. Well, well, I'll say this. I'm looking at the schedule right now, and like I said, you know, the only, the only curveball that I see is the AFC North. You know, I, I, you know with Cincinnati, mainly with Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland, we will include them. But those three teams will possibly, well, possibly be playoff teams this year. So you got, so you, and they played that all three of those teams 
play a certain brand of ball that's similar to what the Panthers like to play. They're hard-nosed. They like to punk you up front. They like to intimidate. You know, they'll, they'll, beat, they'll beat you up on the field. They'll, 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 they'll ruin your momentum. Now, they'll, they'll, now, now, the good news with that is, is that you guys can sit down Baltimore at home. That's huge. That's huge, you know, because that's – because, I mean, I don't care what anybody says, the Superdome is one of the hardest places to play outside of Century Link Field in Seattle. It's loud. It's huge. And, you know, it's, it, I mean, it's always been loud. You know what I'm saying? And that's a huge home field advantage that you guys have. And I think – I mean, look at the schedule. I easily see, I easily see eleven wins. You know, what I mean, I, I think you guys are easily the class, the class of the NFC South. I think that Carolina takes a step or two back. I think, I mean, namely because who's, who's Camden going to throw the ball to? Outside of Greg Olson, who will be triple covered as a tight end. I see. You know, I, I think Tampa Bay is going to improve immensely. But I don't think they're going to improve enough to be a threat to y'all. And then, like I said before about Atlanta, they're soft. So I, I think this is your division to lose. I, if you guys could pull off 12 first, possibly 13 wins, it would be tough because you know, you get, that means you've got to beat Cincinnati, Baltimore, or Pittsburgh. You've got to win at least two of those games, right? And then, you know, obviously, the rivalry games with the division are tough. They're always tough. And then you have guys at the NFC North as well. You've got that Green Bay, Chicago, Minnesota blows, Detroit even blows worse. So they're, they're, the, the, the toughest games are the three AFC North teams, and you got the San Fran at home, so that's four. You got Green Bay at home, that's five. And uh, probably one of, the, one of the Panthers games, if not both the Panthers games. Uh, well, I said one of the Panthers games, that's six. So I – I personally think that you guys will probably lose no more than two games in division. You guys will probably win like at least three or four of those other games because you get San Fran at home, you get them there at home. So I I see at least easily 12, eleven to twelve wins, which may be good enough to get home field in the NFC in the NFC this year. Because keep in mind, the NFC West, as tough as it is, they're going to beat each other up. So, you know, Seattle may come out on top of the division, but they're going to get beat up. And they, they, they might, you know, tell it maybe four or five losses from that division alone. So you never know. But I think you guys are going to be in the conversation for NFC supremacy this year. Basically. Yeah, well, we'll, be in the, we'll definitely be in the conversation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to be realistic. Uh, right. And kind of looking at the, you know, the potential spots where we could lose. Um, actually, you know, the the teams that may give us a problem, and it, and, and really, it, all of this hinges on staying healthy. But yeah. a team like the Lions, even though they have traditionally not won, they're explosive team. They can score yes, with you, and they're probably not going to make as many boneheaded plays as when Jim, uh, Jim Swartz was the coach. So they right. have, I think, Caldwell now. You know, he's a he's a much he's a better coach, and uh, you know his teams don't make too. a whole lot of a whole lot of mistakes. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be a better team. Now, are they on the same level right now as the Saints? No. I don't know. But they are no, maybe like the Saints light. <laughs> they're like the Saints maybe about in 2006, you know, when Reggie Bush um, first came on the team. They're, they're, they're like that team. Um, explosive, have a whole lot of potential, and you catch them on the right day, you know, they can look all, you know, extremely good. So a team like that could give us problems. Uh, I'm Honestly, I'm really not all that worried about the the AFC North, um, mainly because, not so much because of the defenses, but because of the offenses. Mm. Those teams don't really have explosive offenses. Now, you can argue that Cincinnati has some of the pieces, but their quarterback is up and down. Uh, He's not a world beater. They really – they have a pretty decent running game this year, and they have A.J. Green, and I think they have that tight end too. But outside of that, they don't have anybody shaking in their boots. Um, So they're kind of a – you know, they're a good team. They'll give us, you know, some problems, but I think we can handle them. The Ravens, I I think they're going to probably – I mean, they're, they're just not the same team as when they had Ray Lewis. They don't have that same attitude True. across the board. They have a young secondary. Um, you know, they, they still kind of have to worry about the Ray Rice-ish distraction. Um, Flacco – you know, he he he's better. I mean, he's a pretty decent quarterback. He won the Super Bowl. Um, but he's not moving around like Cam Newton. So he is basically tee off and trying to get to him. We do pretty good against quarterbacks like that, um, especially with our defensive line. So I'm not too worried about that. You know, you definitely have to worry a little bit about Roethlisberger um, just because he can extend the plays. Um it really kind of depends on the, the health of Palomalu um, yeah. a lot of times because um, he really kind of makes that, that defense go. Um, but, you know, I, I, just don't, I just don't see them really giving us a whole lot of problems unless we are injured. Now, if that's the case, especially at some of the key positions, then, yeah, all bets are off. Honestly, my assessment of the Saints is that this is probably about the deepest team we've ever had. I mean, we're, I think we have the potential to be better than we were in the Super Bowl year. And that's hmm. saying something. I'm saying a lot. Um, because if you look at the way the team is built, we are built now to stay with a team like a Seattle, to stay with a team – you know, that, that has a, that tough defense, you know, like a um, the San Francisco with Kaepernick. We're built to, to beat that team now. And mm-hmm. if you look at how they constructed the team, that's why I'm not super worried about Tampa Bay, but I really want to see what type of defense Bobby Smith runs because if he tries to run a cover two, that Tampa two, we're going to eat it up. Yeah. Remember when we first played? Um, we first played them under Sean Payton. They kept getting us because we didn't have a, a threat at tight end. 
to threaten right. the scene. What to do now. So, you know, they were able to basically lock down on the running game, and they were locking down on on the wide receivers, and we didn't have any world beaters on the outside. So it played right into that Tampa 2, cover 2 defense. So now we have a Jimmy Graham. Now we have a Josh Hill. Now we have a Ben Watson. We have three guys that can threaten the scene. So the middle, you're going to have to be honest with us. You're going to have to cover Jimmy Graham. Then they go out and they improve at the slot with Brandon Cooks, who so far through camp has looked phenomenal. Um, I mean, he's making the veterans look silly um, out there. And so you're going to have to respect his speed. You still have the other guys who, you know, have been in this office for several years. And as long as Drew Brees stays healthy and our offensive line stays healthy, with the running game, with Mark Ingram looking outstanding so far this preseason and looking like he's going to be the main guy, and then we have Pierre Thomas who's going to run that third, third down, um, third down plays and, and be our third down back. And then you have Kyrie mm-hmm. Robinson coming in at at at, uh, at running back who could also start. I mean, this is the deepest Saints team on offense we've had in a long time, and that's not even mm-hmm. talking about the defense. You know, last right. year we were about the number four defense overall percentage-wise. Now, that doesn't always mean a whole lot um, when you don't really stop anybody in the playoffs like you need to. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the way that the defense is constructed, with Cameron Jordan on one side, Junior Gallette on the other side, um, you know, and Akeem Hicks, who, you know, everybody's agreeing is going to probably have a breakout um, breakout year. Uh, I mean, he's he's a beast inside. We got a steal when we got him in the third round a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. He's still he was a raw player, but he is one of the strongest dudes. I mean, I I saw him and it just gave my heart such pleasure when he took <laughs> one of the Atlanta guards and yeah. just drove him straight back into into Matt Ryan's face and just grabbed Matt Ryan with one hand and slammed him on the ground. I mean, the dude is, he's brutally strong. Uh, but nice. they have a strong front seven. They have guys coming in and rotating that are pretty good. Um, and then the secondary, at least at the safety positions, have gotten better. Now, the, the corners, they're serviceable. They, they're, they're no Darrell Revises. They're no Achieve Tlaibs out there. Um, you know, Patrick Peterson or Richard Sherman. But our safeties are better. And Darius Bird and Kenny Vaccaro and uh, Raphael Bush um, and even some of the other backup guys, they've been looking pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard. I mean, I'm just seeing that we we really have the kind of team that's going to give a lot of people a lot of problems. And, yeah. You know, if we stay healthy, um, you know, we can we can play pretty much against any style that's out there. Yep. You know what? I got to give props to Rob Ryan to turn that defense around. I mean, I don't know if Sean Payton's been sending, like, gift baskets to Jerry Jones for stupidly letting him go, <laughs> but he should because you guys have been immensely on defense. Why? 
Rob Bryan does not have a coaching job in the NFL, I have no idea. But the man could coach defense. And, um, I mean, I, I, let me, I think I have the rankings in front of me. Um, you guys were, and this is unreal for a Saints team, and I'm not saying this out of disrespect. You guys were second against the pass last year. Second. Yeah. That is a huge improvement from the year before. And, you know, um, I think you guys were a top 15 overall, statistically, yep. like, less statistically speaking. And that, that's unreal. I mean, that's, that, that's incredible to take a, the, virtually the same defense and trick it up a notch or two. So that's why I'm really loving your chances because you guys got the continuity and, you know, on defense. And that, like I said, I mean, you get a defense that loves to tee off like Rob Ryan does in the Superdome, forget about it. That's why, like I said, you guys get 12 or 13 wins. That's, that's what might be good enough to get home field in the, in the, in the NFC. And that's huge. Yeah. But, props to, but props to your boy Rob Ryan. Props to him. Yeah, you know, he – I, I really like the fact that he, you know, brought in uh, a defense that kind of takes it, takes advantage of the player's strength. Uh, a sure. lot of our players were more or less three, four guys that were being forced into a four-three mode. Um, but even with even beyond that, you know, he doesn't always run a three-four. He does a lot of attacking um, and disguising mm-hmm. defenses. And so, you know, that really kind of plays into our hands, uh, the, the strengths of the players. Um, yes. I think, you know, now we're we're in the process of really showing up that, that linebacker spot. Um, you know, we can get another defensive uh, uh, chess piece at the linebacker. Um, I think we really have a chance to shine. Um, you know, we don't really have any – Difference players on at linebacker outside of Junior Gallette. Uh, we have some young guys um, that we drafted or, or signed as free agents, and we have you know some guys who you know they they've been serviceable guys like Curtis Lofton and David Hawthorne and a uh, couple other couple other guys, but they're not really difference makers. They're just solid. You know, we get a guy like a Navarro player or a Patrick Willis-type guy, uh, you know, I think it'll really take this defense to the next level. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you really look at the, the size of the dudes that I'm talking about, most of them are about six, six foot, six one or so. That's really undersized for a three, four linebacker. You really need to have at least one or two guys that's in that six three, six four range to really right. kind of cut off some of those passing angles and really be stout enough against the run consistently so that, you know, you really they almost act as another defensive lineman. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's still working on that. Um, I do think our corners need a little bit of work um, overall. Okay. But 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 I think we have some serviceable guys. I think our, our defensive line and defensive uh, ends and defensive tackles are good enough to where they will probably be able to, to protect some of those guys uh, and make them look a little bit better than they really are. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's but he's a good coach. I'm glad we have him. Uh, shoot, he pretty much has the keys to the city. 
<laughs> because of the mm-hmm. difference that he's made. So, you know, to me, he kind of looks like the pictures of Jesus with a pot belly, you know. So <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's uh, you know, he, uh, he really can do no wrong over there. So hopefully the, the trend will continue this year and we'll continue to get better. And honestly, um, the reports from the camp has been yeah. that the defense has been given the offense problem, which is mm. saying something, especially in goal That's line uh, situations. So, uh, so we're really not super surprised when they're able to go out and do pretty good against you know like this past weekend in preseason game where we went and took it to uh, who was that we played? Uh, well, we, we beat the Titans, and I mean they just looked terrible. Um, and we really went out and, and took it to our last opponent. I'm drawing a blank on who we played. Uh, let me see, who was that? Oh, it's Colts. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the Colts were a frustrated team. Uh, and like I told my brother-in-law, because, uh, you know, he's another super Saints fan. Uh, nice. We're, we're really having a hard time hiding how good we are. Because, you know, a lot of times the preseason is, it's one of those times, you know, you don't really know what you have until, you know, the season. Right. So, you know, you can go 4-0 or in the in the preseason and suck in the regular season. But I think if you look at the fundamentals of the Saints team, it's, I'm, it's hard to hide the talent that we have. And we really haven't even seen Brandon Cooks featured yet. I mean, he's mm. gone out. He's, he had the one touchdown against the Rams where he made a sharp cut and, you know, it made the highlight field. But he's been making highlight plays against our first-team defense and making them look silly. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see about, you know, see what what he does. Um, you know, he's mature beyond his years from what everybody said. I mean, he's a student of the game. Um, he's not the most flashy guy in terms of, you know, look at me. He's not a dance Bryant kind of guy. He's a good team guy. But, I mean, he's phenomenally talented, and he really fits what we, we're trying to do. And so, like I said, if we stay healthy, it's going to be – we're going to be a tough out for anybody. If I like our chances this year and I like our, our, the, the chance that we have at a Super Bowl, you know, we're definitely not counting our chickens before they hatch. But, you know, if we really had to go into a season, I can't think of a, a better team to go in into this year with than this year's version of the Saints. So, mm-hmm. you know, Archie Manning has even said that on paper, <laughs> this is probably the best Saints team in history, which, you know, mm. we've had some decent teams. But to get, you mm, know, to have a, a legend like Archie Manning say that, um, and even now you're starting to see some of the um, – some of the, uh, the national media is starting to kind of give the Saints a little bit of love in that in that area. Even Vegas uh, yeah. now has has gotten us. Uh, I think we were like number three or number four in terms wow. of the lives of making the Super Bowl. So that's crazy. I, yeah. So we we I think a lot of people are kind of starting to um, catch wind of you know how talented this team is and how deep we are. Uh, and really liking the chances that we have to to get back to the Super Bowl and maybe even win it. Hmm. Hmm. That's 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 interesting. I think you guys gonna have a 
big year, and I don't think you guys will be disappointed. I, I really don't. So, uh, again, I don't see anybody challenging you guys in the near future as far as the season goes. And uh, I'll be watching because I love me some football. So I'll still, <laughs> I'll, still, I'll, still, I'll still, I'm still stay, I'll still tune in no matter what. But hey, man, this was just like last year, man. This was hella fun, and uh, I'll be keeping an eye, eye on your boys this year. But thanks for joining me, my brother. It's been too long. We need to speak again soon. Oh, most definitely. It's been a, it's been good. And, uh, I'm looking forward to this year, and uh, hope we beat down your Steelers on November the 30th. Uh, but <laughs> I know you'll be looking forward to that game. And, uh, yes, sir. But, but uh, you know, I'm sure you'll be talking some smack, but uh, hopefully at the end of the oh, day well. we'll come out with a W. Yeah, we'll see about that. But we'll have some fun no matter what. We'll, we'll have some fun. Probably a little friend of Rachel on the way, but uh, not too hey, because you know, I ain't rich. You know, I can, I can tell you uh, back last year when the draft came out, and y'all stepped in front of us and got uh, Jarvis Jones. Mm-hmm. I cussed <laughs> so hard. <laughs> oh, man. I surprised my friends over there because, you know, I'm not a big cusser, but I right, cuss, especially when we picked Kenny Vaccaro. I was like, Kenny oh, freaking yeah. Vaccaro. <laughs> We've been happy that y'all took Jarvis Jones ever since. And we're ecstatic that we have Kenny Vaccaro now. So, uh, yeah, so yeah. I guess we'll I have a say, matchup for the two picks. I was to say because you look like you guys got a better end than that one. Jarvis Jones, he's he's a little slow on the come up right now, but but we'll see. He's in the second year, has no excuses. But uh, but we'll have fun though. I'll be talking to you. Yeah. All, All right, right man. Good night, it's been good talking with you. You too, man. All right. Stay safe. God bless. All right. That was my man, Tom Miller, bringing the noise as any Saints fan I know would. Um, but that was fun. And I'll be looking forward to that date in uh, sweet, sweet, sweet November, November 30th at Pittsburgh, 1 o'clock p.m. on Fox. And they don't flex the game to the primetime slot. But anyway, we're going to try and keep – we're going to keep the NFL super fan – train going tomorrow and Thursday, so uh, stay tuned. Again, thank y'all for hanging out with me and dealing with me, but this is Scott Burks, the Clown Hour, sound off. 06, y'all. Nice.